Startup Life Hacks, episode 21. As soon as we launched, we had people saying, I've been waiting for someone to build this. Like, thank you. Thank you. You know, this seems so obvious. I've been wanting this. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, the host of Startup Life Hacks, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest, Laura Roeder. Laura is a social media marketing expert who gives businesses of all sizes the tools they need to make their mark on the web. With all the clutter on the web, it's hard to get recognized and your thoughtful posts may never get the exposure it deserves. Her latest tool, Edgar, tackles the problem social media is having today, finding and connecting with your audience. Laura, I'm interested to see what tactics you use to create Edgar, but let's give a quick rewind as to what your upbringing was like. What made you who you are today, personally and professionally? Yeah, so I was uh, very lucky to be raised in a family that ran a business. So my dad is an architect and uh, self-employed, and my mom kind of runs the business side, doing the bookkeeping and stuff, although they're actually retired now. Uh, My dad had employees for a while, but then uh, when there was a big real estate bust and and his business really suffered, he had to fire all the employees, but he found that he actually liked it a lot better just (laughs) just operating solo. Um, So I think it makes it a lot easier to, to strike out on your own if that's how your family made money, because it doesn't seem so crazy. You know, I know a lot of people when they want to start their own business, their parents just think it's a totally insane idea and it'll never work. Um, obviously, that's not exactly how it was for my family. Um, and my family also really embodied work-life balance really well. Um, even though my dad owned a business, he was he didn't work late. He was always around for school activities and family activities and things like that. So it's something that, of course, was just normal to me as a kid. But as an adult and, and as a parent now, I really, really appreciate it because I know how easy it is to use that excuse of like, oh, I run a business. I don't, I don't have I don't have time to come home. You know, I have to work late every night. I'm the only one making money for my family. And I think my dad really didn't fall into that trap. Your dad was kind of like the idol that you had while you're growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both both my parents. Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurs tend to go in like 100 miles per hour and it's really hard to sit down to really just enjoy life. So what are your favorite hobbies? Uh, I like interior design. I love going to estate sales. Um, I also always go to the local open houses just so I can look at all the houses Uh and I have a lot of fun decorating my own house. So that's one of my big hobbies. <laughs> now tell me more about Edgar and like what kind of tool is it? Yeah, so Edgar is a social media automation tool. Uh, Edgar is really different than the other tools out there because we are really a tool designed for content marketers and designed for people who've spent years building up a library of great content and need it to go out regularly on social media. So the problem with other tools is that you have 
have to keep refilling your queue, you have to keep manually scheduling every post. What Edgar does is you have a library and you say, all right, Edgar, here are my 100 latest blog posts. I just want them to go out on the regular, send one out, you know, every day of the week in the mornings. And then Edgar's like, okay, got it. And just cycles through them over and over again. So you can do this with blog posts, you can do this with inspirational quotes, with questions for your community, you know, anything that it is that you post on social media. But Edgar just takes care of it cycling through over and over again forever. So you don't have that dread of what am I going to say on social media today? And oh, my cue ran out. I have to, I have to start all over. <laughs> now I'm kind of interested. How did you come up with the name Edgar? So the name was a sort of internal code name that we were using for the project when we just sort of started talking about it. We were kind of messing around with it. You know, we weren't really sure if it would happen or not. Uh, and my husband and I have these little projects that we pursue and we just started for some reason, like giving them, um, old people names, no offense to any listeners who are called Edgar, (laughs) (laughs) um, that was a good, a good old man name. So we've been calling it Edgar. And when I would talk to people about it, I would notice they would remember the name and they're kind of like, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I've been working on this new piece of software. Um, you know, we're calling it Edgar, but like, that's, that's not the name, obviously. That's just, you know, something to call it. And then I'd see them later and they'd be like, how's, how's Edgar going? You know? Um, so when it came time to choose the name as a team, we brainstormed and we came up with tons of options, but we're like, we just don't like any of these. And we're like, what if, maybe we could just call it Edgar. Are we, are we allowed to do that? Is that, is that okay? (laughs) Um, It's been a really great decision because we've had a lot of fun uh, with the character and the personification. We always call Edgar he instead of it. And we have this little octopus mascot that's, that's Edgar. And people talk about, I love Edgar. He's my boyfriend. He just does my social media for me. So it's been really fun seeing that response from our customers. Yeah. It's really funny. The name actually catch on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're now going to concentrate on how this business got started, and maybe some of my listeners can use the same tactics once they start their own venture. What strategies did you use to fund your business? So Edgar was uh, self-funded. So what that means is I had another business, um, LKR Social Media, and also another training business called called B-School that I started with a partner. Uh, Both those businesses have done really well, generated uh, a lot of extra profits. So we use those profits to launch Edgar. So it's basically a bootstrap model. We didn't have um, any sort of investors or outside funding. I just think self-funded is a little more accurate because we did have some capital from the business uh, to start Edgar with. Now, did you have any founders when you started Edgar? Uh, no, I'm I'm a solo founder. Um, my husband did build the product. Who His title is CTO. Um, so he is like a founder in a lot of ways. Um, we just, we didn't really make him a founder since it stemmed from a business um, that was an existing business already. And also he was like, I don't want the responsibilities of being a founder. I just want to be the CTO and just do, <laughs> just do the technical <laughs> bit so you can run the business. <laughs> yeah. Now describe a moment in your startup when you felt like giving up. What was it that kept you going and who and what motivated you to keep trying? You know, I love running a business. So I'm not one of those people that like, you know, some people are like, oh, don't you have those days where you just wish you had a job and be so much easier. And I'm like, no, I I literally never (laughs) have those days. (laughs) Um, Because I just I would, there has been one day that I wish I had a job to go to. Um, But you know, there are certainly days that that can be stressful. I mean, once you grow your business larger, 
uh, managing people is is really what you spend all your time on. And if you have someone on your team who isn't performing or isn't a cultural fit, um, that can that can those can be the hardest days. And I would say, in particular, when I have to let someone go, that's definitely the most um, emotionally exhausting and the most difficult thing that I have to do as a founder. So I've definitely had those moments where I think like okay, when it would be easier to just like shut this company down rather than having to <laughs> have this conversation. <laughs> um, but I mean, it is something too that has gotten less stressful and, and I've gotten better at over the years. Now, let's dive deep into that. Like, how did you approach that situation where you want to let someone go that's maybe not performing at the level you want them to perform at? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always really difficult. So the first step is just to make sure that you've had a lot of conversations with them. Um, I think it's just not cool to just say out of the blue, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't working and and you're gone because you really need to give them a chance, um, to, to see if they can, to see if they can perform or, or be a fit in the way that you want them to. And also it's really important to see where you have made the mistakes. Um, I mean, I think a hundred percent of the time when you have an issue with an employee, you can always point to times where you did not say what you really meant. You didn't communicate clearly. You didn't, set your expectations clearly. So when I start to see problems, the first step is like, okay, step back, you know, where have I messed this up? Where have I, where have I not been clear? Um, One of the hardest things is having these small correctional conversations along the way, instead of having this one big conversation. And that's another thing that I've definitely gotten much better at over the years. Now, if I'm ever um, feeling weird about something or feeling unhappy about something, I always make sure to talk about it right then. So it doesn't, you know, boil over into this, like, I'm unhappy with everything that you're doing, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's always the first part is give them a good opportunity to course correct, to make sure you are on the same page with what, what both of you want. Um, but then after you kind of set a deadline for when that needs to happen, uh, it, it, you know, it's really easy to let it drag on forever. I think because I, I think most people are like me, they, they don't like to let anyone go. It's a really hard thing. Um, but you can't just say, okay, maybe next month it'll be different. Maybe next month it'll be different. Once you've set those, those expectations, you know that you've been clear, um, after giving it, you know, a few weeks or a month or whatever, you just have to say, you know what, I know we're on the same page, but we both don't see this happening. So it's, it's not a fit. Mm, Perfect. Tell us a story about a great success you've had as an entrepreneur. Oh man. Um, you know, something really fun with Edgar has been, um, how how quickly it's grown um, and how much our, our customers have resonated with it. Because when we launched Edgar, it was really an experiment. You know, we didn't do any of the typical, uh, you know, lean startup customer validation stuff. Uh, we just... We just knew that we wanted it. We thought that other people wanted it, but we didn't really know if anyone would buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as Edgar got out, I mean, we had our first, and we we got to our first um, million in annual recurring revenue in about eleven months after after launch, uh, which is which is really fast. And as soon as we launched, we had people saying. I've been waiting for someone to build this. Like, thank you. Thank you. You know, it just seems (laughs) so obvious. I've been wanting this. And to me, that is such amazing feedback because I think as an entrepreneur, you often have these ideas and you're like, this is how I want it to be. You know, I was obviously a heavy 
social media user myself. We're big on social media marketing at my own company. So I had these frustrations thinking like, why isn't there a tool that does this? So you have this idea of how you want things to be different, right? Of how you see the world, but you're, you're never really sure, like, am I the only one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to have people come back and be like, yes, we had the same idea. We were just waiting for someone to build it. Um, for some reason that, that felt really good. And I mean, it always does feel good when I hear it. Yeah. And you were that change that you wanted to happen in your life. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and also it's so fun getting, getting to use Edgar, you know, obviously we use it for our own company and and I actually, you know, we have someone else who manages social media, so I'm not even in it that much. But when I do jump in there, like having that feeling of like, oh, this is really good. You know, like <laughs> we built this. This is really I good. made this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you see your uh, where do you see your company five years from now? Um, you know, we just want to reach more small business owners like we don't have these super exciting grand plans. We just we're really, really passionate about helping small business owners and helping entrepreneurs because Edgar saves an incredible amount of time and social media is an incredible time suck <laughs> for a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> that have a lot of better, more profitable activities they could be doing. Um, right now we have about 3000 customers. That's just such a tiny slice of, of the pie of entrepreneurs in, you know, in America alone. Um, not to mention, not to mention the world. So, I am just excited to see our company grow to, you know, 10,000 customers, 20,000 customers, 50,000 customers. And no, you know, I would just love that feeling of being like, okay, there's 50,000 businesses who are seeing incredible value from Edgar. Now, Edgar kind of seems like the superhero for like social media, which kind of goes into our next round, the superhero round. So what is your entrepreneur superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? I think one of my biggest strengths is decisiveness, which I think um, is an incredibly important strength for any entrepreneur, because I find that the problem is never lack of ideas. You know, when you talk to most people, they have lots of ideas that that they want to implement in their business, even a struggle they're facing. You know, if you say, what's your struggle? And they're like, we need more customers. And you say, okay, what are five ways you could get more customers? People can come up with five ways. Uh, it's just that they haven't done them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so being decisive and saying, okay, we have this idea. We're going to act on it right now. And we're going to put it, we're going to get it live. That's, that's I think, a big skill of mine um, that's really important is saying, okay, we don't have to get this perfect, but we're going to get some version of it out live so we can keep improving it. Mm -hmm. That minimal vial product. Yes, yes. On the other side of the pillow, what would you say is a kryptonite? I mean, you know, I think related to that, one of the flip sides of the decisiveness is the impatience, um, which is definitely, I think, a problem of mine is that because I want it all live ASAP, I want it done now. And sometimes, you know, maybe I'm okay with it being too sloppy or just saying, yeah, just, you know, just put it out there and kind of not thinking through all the details. So I definitely need other people to work with that can think through all the details, all the implications. You know, I get very bored, like making sure that every detail is covered. I'm just, oh, whatever, like good enough. Let's let's move <laughs> on to the next. Um, so I definitely need people on my team that are a little more meticulous than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? 
Oh man, you know, I would love to be able to read people's minds, but I know it's one of those that I would immediately regret as, as soon as it <laughs> happened. Um, but it would be so fascinating to always know like what people's motives are and, and what they're thinking. So maybe if I could just, if I had that superpower, but I learned to use it really well, where I just kind of like turned it on for a second and then it was like, oh, I don't want to know anymore. And I, I turned it back off. Um, that would be pretty fun. Yeah, it kind of just filter out, you know, the positive and negative. So. Right. <laughs> Depending on your mood for the day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, we're now entering the final questions of the interview. And these are really the tools that you would recommend that would help our listeners rise to their feet and get started. So what is one favorite tool that you use in your business? Um, well, of course, Edgar is is our very favorite tool. Um, <laughs> Number one. <laughs> but I'll give, you, I'll give you something else as well. Um. I mean, we use Slack. Everyone uses Slack, of course. I know that's not a very original one, but I have to say, like, it keeps getting it keeps getting better and better. And we we resisted for a long time. We were on um, a Slack competitor called called HipChat, and when everyone else was getting on Slack, we we're like, no, we're gonna stay on HipChat. We're gonna stay loyal. Um, but now that we're into it, I I totally get it. I love that there's this whole Slack ecosystem emerging and there's all these cool add-on tools um we just keep finding new ways to use it like recently we found that starting a channel specific to one project is incredibly helpful so you can center all the all the project discussions in one place and the person who owns that project can be aware of every single conversation that happens so i know everyone loves it but i totally love it too <laughs> what's your favorite book Oh man, um, a book that we've been spending a lot of time with recently is, is Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. Um, the old version is called The Rockefeller Habits. And Scaling Up is so cool because it's just this extremely practical, hands-on book that just tells you how to run a business. Um, it's it's not even a traditional book. It's more kind of plans and, and worksheets and um, like agendas for meetings and just all these very specific tools. And it's kind of it's kind of those basics. Like, I feel like if you're a welder, there's, I, I'm guessing that there's this guidebook that's like how to weld things that, that tells you <laughs> how to do all the basics that you need to do. This is that book for, for business owners. So um, it's something that we go back to on my team over and over again. Yeah. Kind of like a blueprint to start your own business. Yes, exactly. Now, what would you do to dream if you knew that you could not fail? Oh man. Um, there's so so many things. Um, I guess I would. Oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously now I'm I'm really focused on um, growing Edgar, and I'd like Edgar to be much more well known. I mean, we're new. We launched July 2014. Um, but I would just love for anyone who's heard of Hootsuite, anyone who's heard of Buffer, they've also heard of Edgar and they know the difference. This is our other big thing. We haven't done a good job educating people about how Edgar, um, is actually really different from the other tools out there. So I want every human who's heard of a social media tool to know who Edgar is and uh, <laughs> what he does. How did you differentiate yourself from all the other competitors? So we do, it, it's two things. It's functionality and it's branding. Um, so our tool actually does have some functionality that is very different from the competition, which is we keep all of your updates in a categorized library, which our competitors just don't have. Um, and then the tool goes through that library, cycles through it over and over again, which also the other tools don't do. So 
that's different. But, um, you know, I think the branding differentiation is also really important because it's, it's software. Anyone can build the same thing and no one has built an exact knockoff yet. But I mean, I think, you know, it's coming. Um, it's sort of inevitable. So that's where it's really important to have a really strong, really fun brand. I mean, if you look at um, our Twitter account, Meet Edgar, it's kind of fun to look through our replies. We make little custom graphics for people in the <laughs> replies. Um, you know, of course we love, like we have uh, Edgar is my boyfriend stickers. Cause I kind of mentioned earlier, this is actually something that emerged naturally from our customers. We kept reading reviews where people said, Edgar's my boyfriend. <laughs> and so uh. <laughs> we made Edgar's my boyfriend stickers to send to them, which, which people loved. So having a brand that is really fun and really relatable and people kind of like spending time around, um, I think is also a really great way to differentiate. Yeah, I wonder how many people get in trouble with that sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For people who want to start up their own businesses, what would be some of the key pieces of advice that you would give? Start today getting something live. I think, you know, this is something that's that's come up in this interview before. Um, most people spend so much time sort of planning and figuring out or uh, messing around with things like the logo that are a total waste of time. What really matters is will anyone pay for this? And so you can find that out by selling one little piece of it to one person. So if you're interested in selling physical goods online, you know, set up an Etsy shop and make one and make it really cheap so that maybe someone will be tempted into buying it and, and see if anyone buys it and then ask them what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it. Uh, and then from there, you can build out your logo, you can build out your marketing, or if you have some service that you're interested in, you know, pick a little piece of it and talk to humans until you can find someone who's interested in buying it and, and see how the experience goes, you know, get on um, Upwork and, and you can find someone who needs the, the service that you're providing. So getting a little piece of it live, that's how you start and that's how you improve instead of just planning which is really all in your head and, and no one else is able to interact with the business and when no one else can interact with it you can't see what's working and improve it mm -hmm. exactly now what's the best way to follow you if we want to know more about laura or meet edgar yeah so my twitter is lkr and uh edgar is meet edgar on twitter and on facebook and our website is meetedgar.com so thank you, Laura, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive and keep grinding. Right. Thanks, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Laura as well as the tools and books she recommended, navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. As Gandhi said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. In Laura's case, she needed a change to improve social media management within her own company. She didn't wait until someone else creates a solution, she went out and did it herself. And as it turned out, other people wanted it too. So Hacker Nation, if you see a problem that needs to be solved, don't wait until someone grabs your opportunity. Take action because chances are, you're not the only one who wants this need. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you, and if you like what we're doing, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on each new show we publish. We showcase a startup founder every week, and who knows, 
Maybe you can be a guest on my show in the near future. And for more inspiration, go to StartupLifeHacks.com. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.